You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Uh, on to the Jets. You know, we uh, very, very quickly, when you turn the tape on from their last game, you understand what you get yourself into. Uh, they won that game uh, on the scoreboard. I thought they were physical, uh, great effort. Uh, it, it, it really jumped out at you when you're watching that tape. Uh, you know, that they, they played like a team that was trying to do anything and everything they could to get that victory. And I think that's the team we're going to face this week. And then I let our guys know that. They do know that. Um, they understand the challenge that's in front of them. And, and they're excited for the challenge. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious7. A very merry holiday season to you and yours from Dogs by Nature Radio. I am your host, Thelonious7, and you are listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. NFL Week 16 is here, and with no shortage of postseason intrigue, your Cleveland Browns travel the New Jersey Turnpike to play a second straight road game in the Meadowlands, this time against the New York Jets. To help us get ready for Gangrene Nation, we reached out to Dan, the host of the Gangrene Nation podcast. What is going on, Thelonious7, and thank you for having me on this week's podcast. My name is Dan Burnham, host of the Gang Green Nation podcast series title, This is the Jet Life, covering the New York Jets. And let's get into it. Jets, Browns coming up really excited. Dan, it's certainly a pleasure to have you in the Straight No Chaser studios. For the record, he can be found at Jets underscore Dan on Twitter. So Dan, I thought for sure that you were en route to replicate the perfect season of Hugh Jackson in 2017, but somehow you were able to get in the win column with a Christmas miracle on the road. Hugh Jackson 2016 style. Walk us through the raw emotion of this season. How optimistic are you about this offseason and the potential rebuild? All right, so yeah, looking back last week, the Jets were 17-point underdogs to the Rams. Everybody knew they were going to lose. I thought it was going to be a bigger route than the previous week, 40-3 to against the Seahawks. And somehow, the Jets pull off the second biggest upset in franchise history, win the game 23-20, to and now we're sitting here looking at this whole thing completely differently because... A week ago, this team was prepared to go 0-16, to join the likes of your Browns and the Detroit Lions and be part of history for not a great reason. And now the Jets have that one win, and you'd think that, well, they dodged this this bullet of having to be you know, the bottom tier of teams all time. But everybody in the fan base is disappointed because they all wanted Trevor Lawrence. And so say what you want about Sam Darnold and the coaching staff, whatever's going to happen moving forward. Trevor Lawrence was the thing that a lot of people were just clinging to is this is going to be when the team turns it around he's going to be you know the savior of the franchise and the win took us out of position lines the Jaguars up for the first overall pick and it's a lot to deal with right now I mean emotionally you know it's like of course I'm happy that we won I wanted I did not want to go 0-16 but to be here now looking at the draft board and just saying like all right now we're looking at some offensive linemen maybe some second tier quarterbacks in this draft doesn't have the exact same excitement and enthusiasm that I had before, but frankly, winning the game felt great. Really proud to beat the Rams and still hoping the Jets can pull up another upset this week against the Browns. Wow. It will be one of the first times in history that a one-win team didn't get the first overall pick. I definitely feel you in this situation, but for the last two games of the season, we'll all be Jaguars fans together. Well, this coaching staff has certainly been embattled in the 2020 season. What traits are you potentially looking for in the next group of coaches? So it's no secret that 
Adam Gase and company on the Jets coaching staff have been pretty horrible this year. It's been a lot more than just the talent on the field. It's been the game plans, offensive and defensive. It's been the way that we've handled the media and certain things. And it really needs to come to an end. I think a lot of people, myself included, want Adam Gase out of here ASAP. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, last year and much of this year, has already been relieved of his duties. So we start looking ahead at, okay, if we can get Adam Gase out of here, and that's a big if because I don't trust the owner, Woody Johnson, uh, Chris Johnson, his brother, whoever's holding the shots right now. I don't trust them to make the right decision. They have not shown me that I can trust them in that regard. But if Adam Gase is gone, the Jets need to find somebody that can come in here and actually be a leader, somebody that can be respected, you know, a leader of men. And I think that can come in two forms. One, you could have a true leader who's just a rah-rah guy, gets everybody around him, everybody wants to play for him, and that guy brings in a very creative, young, offensive mind to work with whichever young quarterback, Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, whomever it may be. And then, of course, a good defensive coordinator, or you could go the route of getting the best offensive mind that you can find to come be your head coach. He's going to take over the offense, continue Joe Douglas, our general manager's plan, building the offensive line, getting the weapons on the outside, starting to make this a more offense-heavy team. But either way, I mean, the Jets are going to need to find somebody who can lead a team and can be respected because Adam Gase, from day one, was never really respected by players on the Dolphins when he was there and players in the Jets when he's been here. I'm absolutely getting Hugh Jackson flashbacks listening to you talk about Adam Gase. It makes no sense to bring in a young new quarterback into a dumpster fire of a situation. So for your sake, I hope that you guys find a solution in that regard. Uh, but back to the guys in this roster. I like Sam Darnold in 2018. Has his development been what you expected? Do fans hold any hope that a new regime could help him reach his full potential? In 2018, when the Cleveland Browns selected Baker Mayfield, I was ecstatic. Sam Darnold was the guy I wanted all along, and it's no secret, he's my favorite player on the Jets, and I think that he's got a world of talent, stuff that we've only seen in a few players in the NFL. I believed that, and I still do to this day think that he intrinsically has that ability, but when you look at what he did his rookie year, and you see the regression over the years, now a lot of that is due to Adam Gase and his poor coaching and the confidence he's taken out of him. I think Adam Gase not knowing what he's doing and being so scrambled in the head is causing Sam Darnold to second think his actions and be more scrambled rather than just operating and, and letting the game come to him the way he used to. But if he keeps regressing like this, there's not a lot of hope for Sam Darnold. And most of the fan base is already kind of, it, it took a while. I think a lot of people loved Sam to start and it's just eh, not really so much. He's kind of starting to lose it. And now we're at the point where it's like, listen, we don't think he's fixable. We think he's beyond saving and maybe somebody else, another organization can do it but probably not here with the Jets. I still do believe that if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, our best option is probably to retain Sam Darnold, keep starting him, bring in a better offensive coach, and just see. The guy's 23 years old. He, like I said, he has a world of talent, arm strength. He's got the ability to be creative with his body, throw on the run, make throws from all sorts of different angles. He's very aggressive the way that he throws. Um, sometimes it gets him into trouble, but he does. He's, he can be greedy. You know, He can look for that 15-yard throw instead of the five-yard dump off. When you've got a quarterback that can do that successfully, it's really exciting. It can help a team win. That's what I'm still holding on to hope for, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the fan base and the organization potentially turn another way. Initially, I thought that nobody had it worse than Baker Mayfield with four offensive coordinators in the first three years. But now I'm sure that Donald has it worse. Hopefully, Donald can get his Sean McVay next year 
so he can become the quarterback that we all believe he can become. So I tried to remember a Jets defender, and <laughs> luckily I remember Marcus May, but that reminded me, how lucky were you guys in the Jamal Adams trade? The defense really showed up in that game against the Rams. Can you let us know about a few defenders that the Browns fans should know about ahead of this Sunday's game? The Jets' defense has definitely been up and down. They were pretty good last year with Greg Williams. They dropped back a little bit this year, showed a lack of discipline, made a couple really bonehead game plan and decision type of plays this year, and they started losing it. So they fired Greg Williams, and now we've got linebackers coach Frank Bush as our interim defensive coordinator. This is not the scariest unit on paper. We used to have one of the big names in the league, Jamal Adams. We traded him away, two first-round picks from the Seattle Seahawks. I still love that trade, regardless of what he's done this year for them. When you look at our team, if you're looking for a few big names on the defensive side of the ball, best player that we've got, Quinn and Williams, he was just put on IR after suffering a concussion in last week's game against the Rams, so you don't have to worry about him. But his backup is actually very serviceable, highly talented player, Foley Fadakasi, defensive tackle in the middle of the field. And he was on COVID-19 list last week, just taken off of that, ready to play against the Browns this week. You look at the linebackers, we've got one sure tackler, great run stopper, and Neville Hewitt, who's actually top 10 in the league in tackles. And then defensive backfield, None other than Marcus May. He has been our best defensive player so far this year, other than Quinn and Williams. He will be the best defensive player on the field against the Browns, and he's a great, rangy free safety who's not great at tackling, but he can cover better than most corners in this league. If you try to take deep shots to players, the Browns are looking deep. Marcus May is usually there, and he not only gets the pass deflections, but he comes down with the pick sometimes. You should see what he did against DK Metcalf two weeks ago, what he did on a play to win the game, basically, with four minutes to go this week against the Rams. Marcus May is balling out. He is the guy to watch out for. Aside from him, I mean, we've got a pretty weak pass rush. A lot of slow, kind of thotting defensive linemen who don't get to the quarterback very quickly. But what it does cause is it causes the run lanes to be kind of clogged up because these guys are bigger, slower bodies. And we actually have been a top 12 run defense in the league this year for most of the year. That's definitely bad news for the Browns' rushing attack as they struggled last week in the contest against the Giants at the Meadowlands. It will be interesting to see how the Browns respond to this challenge. So once again, our guest is Dan, the host of the Gangrene Nation podcast. He can be found at Jets underscore Dan on Twitter. So before you get out of here, do you mind putting on your prognosticator's hat? What would the Jets need to do to earn their second straight win What do you see happening in this game? And do you have a final score for us? When it comes down to it, if the Jets are going to win this game, it's going to be by stopping the run, giving Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt a very difficult time running the ball, forcing Baker Mayfield to throw, and then just playing a good, clean defensive game, making Baker Mayfield make the throws. If he can make them, they're going to win. The Jets play a lot of soft zones, a lot this year where they give up open field in the middle. Nobody really covering the receivers. If they can exploit that, which it's very possible they will, Kevin Stefanski and the coaching staff over there in Cleveland has done a really good job this year. But for the Jets to win, you stop the run, you force Baker Mayfield to throw, you don't make mistakes, you can't beat yourself. And keep in mind, the Jets right now are nine and a half point underdogs. So it's not really an even matchup on paper, skill-wise, coaching-wise, however you want to look at it. So we got to play a clean game, minimal penalties, the way we beat the Rams, no turnovers, special teams contributions, blocked punt, and a game-saving tackle by the punter force some turnovers on Baker Mayfield and if you can the Jets are not known for having a pass rush but just make Baker uncomfortable get him kind of scrambling in the pocket I think that uh, the Jets have the ability to do that but it's going to require some points from the Jets as well 
right? The Browns this year have been winning a lot of games, scoring a lot of points, and in many of those games, they gave up a lot as well. There are seven or so games this year the Browns gave up 30 points to teams, two of them being the Bengals. And so if the Jets can come out and play a better offensive game than they did really any game this year, if they can put up 30 points and hold the Browns to a 20-23 to sort of thing where they're trying to run the ball and can't quite find a rhythm, that's the scenario where they win. But again, as nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, you're not expecting much. I'd like to see more fight from this Jets team. And, you know, I'd like to see Sam Darnold continue to shine and grow. And there's a little bit of a rivalry between those two guys. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. The Browns could have had either. As a Jets fan looking in that year, I said, I want Sam Darnold, not Baker Mayfield. So I think a lot of people are looking at this. A side-by-side comparison from two quarterbacks from the same draft class that have been kind of up and down in their careers so far. Last year, the game between Mayfield and Darnold didn't really materialize due to illness. Be interesting to see what happens in this year's contest. Well, Dan, it's certainly been a pleasure having you here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Before you get out of here, do you have any final thoughts for our audience? Overall, I'm just looking forward to this game. It means a lot more to the Browns than it does to the Jets. The Browns are a team going to the playoffs. They've got a big future ahead in terms of 2020. Jets do not. We're playing a lot of young guys right now. It's a big evaluation year for us, and... I do think that there's a lot in the future for this team. We have, depending on which site you use, the most or second most cap space in the NFL for next season. We've got two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks the following year. There's a ton of opportunity for new GM Joe Douglas to make this team better. He had his first draft this year, and it's the best draft the Jets have had in the last 10 years. And as we know, the whole team is built through the draft, all teams. And then from there, you can get the rest of your pieces and spend your money and whatnot. So we're trending in the right direction, but it's not our year. The Browns having the best season they've had in 20 years, 20 plus. And it's a lot of fun for you guys. Looking forward to it. Hoping to see a good matchup between Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. I hope they both impress and show, you know, hey, maybe this draft class of quarterbacks was as good as we thought it was. Maybe it's trending up. And other than that, just a good, clean game. We've only got two games left. There was a point in this year where we weren't even sure if we'd be watching football in week 15. And we are, so we got to be thankful for that. Happy to be on, sitting on the couch on Sunday, watching my team go, and good luck to you guys. Well, we in Cleveland can certainly appreciate your plight as a Jets fan. Happy holidays to you, and thank you, of course, for joining us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Yeah, I just want to say one more time, thank you, Thelonious7, for having me on. I had a lot of fun talking Jets-Browns, and if anybody wants to hear more, you can follow me, Twitter handle, at Jets underscore Dan, and of course the podcast, Gangrene Nation podcast series title, This is the Jet Life, is where I can be found every week. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. This is certainly excellent work. It was definitely a joy to have you here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Well, with that, we'll put this one in the books. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to make Dogs by Nature Radio a part of your holiday season. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I'm your host, Thelonious7 on Dogs by Nature Radio. Take care and go Browns.